0: Well, good evening, faithful, mighty army tonight. The ones who are hungry for more, amen. And it's good to be with you tonight. My name is Karen Waldhart. I'm the pastor of women's ministry here. And um, just celebrated my nine-year anniversary. Oh, well, thank you. I've never done anything here less than 10 years, and... I think that means we've been here about 30. So it's, it's good. This is a good ministry. This is good ground. This has been our home church for many, many years. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to, to um, take the next three weeks. Yep, you're stuck with me for two more after tonight. And we're going to be exploring something that God has just really been stirring in my heart. You know, it doesn't do any good to teach something that doesn't have life in it. And for me right now, this is life. This is stirring in my heart. This is burning in my heart. And so I wanted to to, um, bring you a message that I really believe, I pray, that will be burning in your heart for the next three weeks. But we're going to use Ephesians 1-3 for our foundation scripture. And we're going to call this message, It's Already Yours. So if you could say, It's already mine. That would be a really good start. Can we say that? It's already mine. So let's find out. What is already mine? What is already yours? Ephesians 1, 3. um, You're going to find that my slides are really long because I like the amplified. So let's see if it all got on there. Nope. Okay, let's read this. Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every Spiritual (laughs) blessing in the heavenly realm. Do you notice that it's not will bless us or might bless us or someday will bless us? It's past tense. This scripture is telling us that he has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. And it's because of Jesus, isn't it? It's all about Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. So if we've already received every spiritual blessing, is there anything out there that you need that God has not already supplied? Not according to this. That's why we're saying it's already yours. So what if you were sitting at a great feast and there there were There was every kind of food that you could possibly enjoy. And you were hungry, and you sat down and said, when's the food coming? That'd be kind of silly, wouldn't it? Because you're not, you're you're asking for something that's already there. It's already yours. Or how silly would it be if you were sitting in a chair and asked for a chair? Well, you're already sitting. You've already got it. Or if you give your child a brand new bike that this child has been dreaming about and talking about, and you give that child that brand new bike, and then they ask you, can I have that bike that I'm dreaming about? You say, wait, it's already yours. And you know, if God could be confused, I think maybe sometimes we confuse him with our prayers, because I think sometimes we ask him for things. He says, hey, it's already yours. And maybe we don't realize it. Maybe we think he's up there saying, hmm, okay, yes, yes, maybe, wait, no. And making a decision every single time we pray. You know what? When Jesus went to the cross... He took all of our sin. He took all of our pain. He took all of our shame. He became sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And he suffered and he died and he was the the unblemished, perfect sacrifice, the final sacrifice. And then he said, it is finished. It's already done. There is every spiritual blessing that has already been provided. So sometimes we even do things, I beg God for forgiveness of sin, but according to Ephesians 1, 7, in him we already have redemption. It's finished, wasn't it? Forgiveness is already ours. Or maybe we pray, God, I, give me more patience. I need more love. I need peace. I need joy in my life. When Galatians two twenty says that the fruit of the Spirit is already yours. You've already got it. We pray, Lord, if it be your will, please heal me. But in 1 Peter 2.24 it says, by his stripes you are already healed. You say, well, that's all fine and good. But then I don't know about you. Boy, that's, that's prophetic. This is the reign of the Holy Spirit coming down. Here we go. We just receive it. <laughs> but I don't know about you, but there was a day that came when I looked at my life and I looked at my Bible, and I said, I believe that promise is for me. I really do. I believe it. But I looked at my life, and I said, why am I not experiencing that? You don't have to raise your hands, but can anybody relate? And so, I'm not afraid to talk about it. I think we should talk about it, because I think every one of us desire to walk in the things that God has for us. Maybe In some cases, I think God agrees. Amen. (laughs) I think in some cases, we just don't know what's ours. I think in other times, we don't think we deserve what's ours. And sometimes, I think we think it's okay, it's somebody else's, but it's not really for me. So, here's what I is in my heart to share with you. I don't want to approach this by saying 10 reasons why you don't get answers to your prayers nor do I want to approach this 10 ways to get answers to your prayers, but what I really want to do is stir up the truth of the Word of God in you so that faith rises and you get to a place where you understand that yes, every precious promise is already yours and that positions you to receive and receive anything that lines up with the Word of God that God already has for you. See, James 5.16 says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We are to see answers to our prayers, right? So we need to start with the conclusion this. God is good. He doesn't use sickness. He doesn't use tragedy to teach us or to guide us. He is a good, good God, and He doesn't withhold any good things from you. And you know what good, if we say the definition of what is good, anything that lines up with with his word and lines up with his character. So let's look at Psalm 8411. It says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows grace and favor and honor. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. You know, you've been made righteous. This is, this is from the Old Testament, and you don't have to earn your righteousness by what you do. Jesus earned that for you, and then he gifted to us that gift of righteousness, and that positions you to receive everything that God has for you. I like to think of righteousness like this. It's your right standing with God, which is a gift, but it gives you the right to stand on every promise of God. And it's only because of Jesus. We could never be good enough, but it's based on Jesus' goodness that we can say that with confidence. So God is not holding out on us. So if there's a disconnect from what I see in the Word of God, and I don't see it manifest in my life, it's not God that is having a problem, all right? But I'm going to look into the Word of God and ask God to show me where I am and what, how He wants to bless us like that. So, see, I believe that as believers, we need to learn how to be good receivers. So believers need to be good receivers. And I believe that God is honored when we receive everything that He has provided. Because sometimes we think, well, we have to be reverent we have to ask. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge your thinking a little bit and maybe even challenge your prayer life a little bit. Because I believe that God wants you to claim it. I think he wants you to receive it and believe that it's yours. And so I'm not asking God if it be your will, heal my body. I'm saying in the name of Jesus, I call on the finished work of the cross. And thank you that when you became sin for me, You became sick for me, and you carried sickness in your body on the cross, and I'm simply by faith going to receive what you've already provided because you said, by your stripes, I am healed. Not going to be, not maybe, but you said, I am healed. And you know what? The truth is you were healed 2,000 years ago. But we need to learn how to receive it. The truth is you were forgiven 2,000 years ago. But we need to learn how to receive it. So you can't receive something if you don't know it's there. So we also want to spend some time talking about what those blessings are. You know, my in-laws received a letter from an attorney, attorney's office, and they said, uh, we're looking for long-lost relatives of this somebody, Waldhart. That's our last name. And what we've learned is that if your are Waldhart, we're probably related, because we didn't know about this person. Apparently, he was some professional that lived on the East Coast. And he passed away, and they were looking for relatives to distribute his estate. And it could have sounded a little bit fishy, but it didn't seem like there was anything that they had to lose. So they went ahead and responded to this letter And sure enough, in a couple of weeks, a check for a couple thousand dollars came in the mail. It was for real. But had they not known about that inheritance, it would have been money that they could have enjoyed, but they had never received. So that's how I picture what God has done for us through Jesus. There's so much that has been accomplished through Jesus, but we need to learn how to receive. You see, as believers, we're not trying to get something from God, it's already been given. We're fighting to receive the full manifestation of what's already ours in Christ. So, what do we know about what God has done for us? Psalm 103, verse 2 says, Bless and affectionately praise the Lord on my soul and do not forget any of his benefits. So, there are benefits to being saved, a believer, and loving Jesus. All the benefits are ours is what this is saying, any and all. And what are all of his benefits? Well, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 only tells us, well, it tells us in a nutshell some of the main things that Jesus went to the cross to do. And of course we know that he finished that. And you know this scripture. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs. And that is it is uh, translated sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. I can relate. That's real life. That is physical sickness. That's our weaknesses and distresses. And he carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Next. And we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy is what the Amplified says. But. Next. But he was wounded for our transgressions. That's our sin, isn't it? He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities against sin that was uh, against us. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. You know what? That is your well-being and the way that you can live your life in total peace. He paid for that on the cross. That's a benefit that he wants for us. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. I see body, spirit, and soul in this. It's a complete work, what Jesus has done with us, done for us. He carried our sickness and pain. And so if I pray, and we think that sounds good, but how come I didn't get healed when I prayed? That's happened to me. I have a friend who was just excited about this word about laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. And the first time she laid hands on somebody, they died. Okay, now that's gonna make you a little gun shy to pray again, so what happened? Did God not come through? Hmm. Sometimes we think, God, why didn't you answer my prayer? You know what, these are valid questions. These are valid questions, and I think we should ask them, but oftentimes we ask a question and then we come up with the wrong conclusion that does not line up with the word of God and with his character. And so we might say, well, it may be for somebody else, but it's not for me. Or maybe I didn't get my, my uh, prayer answered because I didn't pray hard enough. Or maybe I didn't have enough faith. Or maybe I come up with all these reasons why maybe God didn't answer our prayer. And maybe it's already yours. You didn't lay hold of it. I'm reminded of the children of Israel, and we all know the story. They ended up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, and I'm told it was like an 11-day journey. But they, they honestly could have entered the promised land, the promise that God had given them, and they got right to the edge And they camped outside of the the land of Canaan, flowing with milk and honey. You know the story. They sent in the spies, ten were bad and two were good, right? And the ten came back with a really bad report. And they were so frightened, they did not receive the promise of God. Or maybe a better way to say it, they did not lay claim to what God had already promised them. Had they gone in, God would have fought for them just like he did um, after the 40 years was over. Now we had Joshua and Caleb leading the way and Jericho fell and giants fell and they, they went in and they conquered the land, but they could have done it years and years and years before. You know, I just look at that as a picture. There's so many precious promises. It's our Canaan. It's our promise that God has already given to us and we get right to the edge and maybe we don't lay hold of it. We don't claim it. We don't think that we should do it that way. But I really believe that had they gone in, God would have fought their battles for them. And they would have been able, all of them, all of the Israelites who ended up um, dying in the wilderness, would have been able to enjoy the precious promises of God. So here's my story. I prayed times when I didn't see healing. I prayed for other people. And didn't see them get healed. But I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey. I said, God, reveal to me. Open my eyes. Open my spiritual ears and my eyes so that I can see your truth. Because one thing I'm not willing to say is that the word of God doesn't work. In fact, the first thing that God told me is this. You have to start right here. The word of God works every time. The word of God works every time. The word of God works every time. Because if it doesn't, then it's a lie. And I know it's not. And so I've had experiences where I say, okay, where the rubber meets the road, this is the truth. What I'm experiencing doesn't line up with the Word of God, but that doesn't mean it's not true. The Word of God will change not. God change me. Bring me into that place where I can be a better receiver because I know it's for me. So I don't doubt His goodness Well, something happened recently, and it just excites me. It stirred me up because I learned something about receiving. But back in August, I did something to my knee, And it was really an old injury back in the day when I thought I was a gymnast, and I wasn't. And I had really hurt my my one knee, and over the years it would flare up. Um, I never had it looked at. Um, I probably, honestly, should have had surgery more than once. But I was experiencing quite a bit of, of pain about August, and I was kind of debating, should I go to the doctor? Should I look into having surgery? And, but here was the other problem. I had this really deep, deep desire to go visit our son. Uh, we have a, our oldest son lives in New York City, in Brooklyn. And we don't get to see him more than maybe twice a year. And we usually try to go in the summer, but summer just flew by, and here we are, August, September, and there was a small window of time that I felt we could go visit him for maybe four four days, three, four days, but I had this knee problem, and when we go to New York City, we walk, and we walk, and we walk. I know there's public transportation, but you have to walk to get there, and you have to walk to get back, and so I knew that the condition my knee was in at the time, I would not be able to do that in New York City. And it broke my heart. I really had this sense of urgency that we needed to go. And we needed to go as soon as we could. And so I'm wrestling. I'm praying. I'm hoping. I'm crying. It was swelling. It was one and a half sizes too big. And by the end of the day, I was living on ibuprofen. And and at night, I had to put a pillow under it. Um, It kept me awake at night sometimes. And all the time, I'm, I'm just really praying, Lord, what should I do? And you know what? I have no problem going to the doctor. I could have. I would have no problem if the doctor said I was to have surgery. That wouldn't have bothered me. But I wanted to go to New York, and I didn't have time for that. Okay. So what I really was believing God for, show me, open my eyes. And it happened one day when I was listening to a teaching by Andrew Womack, and I follow him on TV and his materials. I believe he preaches uh, uh, just the truth powerful truth of the Word of God, and he sh- and he shared this truth and he said, oftentimes people don't understand I was one of them that there's really two realms. He said there is a spirit realm, and there is a physical realm. and of course, we live in the physical realm, and in the physical realm, my knee was swelling and very painful. It was real. Some people think that faith is saying, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. That's denial. But faith is saying, God, I believe that you have already provided healing for me. And I knew all that, but I wasn't seeing anything changing in my knee. And so what Andrew was explaining was, he said that in this physical realm, you will experience things that your senses can identify he said but when jesus said it is finished he finished them in the spirit realm and so yes it has been done but the two realms don't necessarily collide but your faith builds the bridge to receive so that it can cross over from the spirit realm and become manifest become reality into the physical realm and i saw it i saw it with the eye of my faith like i had never seen before i had a knee already provided in the spirit realm in fact i heard the holy spirit say you have a new knee waiting for you in the spirit realm will you receive it will you believe it And will you receive it? So here's what happened. I I can see it. I can can actually see something when I close my eyes. I don't know what a new knee looks like, but there's something out there, and it's got this tag on it, and it says, To Karen, Love Jesus. It does. And I got so excited. It became real to me for the first time. And it was like a faith switch flipped. It was so easy because I could see it, I believed it, and I received it. We have to see it with the eye of your faith before it becomes a reality with eyes in my head. But I I, honestly, after that, I was so excited. I knew that I knew that I knew that I was healed. I didn't even care what it looked like or what it felt like. I was healed and I had a new knee and I had already received it, that was that. That's the kind of confidence that God helped me to grasp. And the first thing that happened is the pain pretty much went away. And gradually the swelling went down. And I could start walking more freely. And I, by the end of the day, I wasn't hobbling up and down the stairs. And we... We uh, bought those plane tickets, and it was shortly after that we spent, I think, four days in New York City. Now, you know, I, I was kind of being a little bit careful, because if I overextended my leg, I still kind of went like this. And I said, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter, and it still happens every once in a while now. And I said, it's okay, I have a new knee. You know, I'm still walking out this 100% absolute, complete healing. But what happened immediately was so obvious. I was just praising the Lord. So we went to New York City, and we walked, and we walked, and we walked, and we walked. And after about three days, our son said, um, he's looking at his phone, you know how everybody does these days. And apparently he had an app on his phone that measured distance, all right, steps, whatever. And he said, he said, Mom... Do you realize that the first day you were here, we walked 10 miles? I said, What? And he said, The second time we, the second day, we walked 14. And today, we walked 12. And I didn't have pain. I didn't have swelling. Every once in a while, I went like this. But I said, I have a new knee, because I do. And it's so burned into my understanding because I saw it with the eye of my faith. And I received it by faith, and it became manifest. It built a bridge for that provision that was already there, waiting for me with my name on it to cross over and become manifest, become real. Let's use real words, okay? I shared this same testimony at um, 55 Plus. I think a couple of you wonderful people are here as well. And... um, Hmm. Two people came up to me afterwards. It's the funniest thing. I was supposed to play my flute, and I enjoyed doing that. I was going to play some real nice Christian music and share in between. Something happened to my flute between rehearsal time and the time I was supposed to play. And the first song track is playing, Pick My Flute Up to My Mouth. Nothing. It was broken. I couldn't even fake it. There was nothing coming out of my flute. And I had approximately 30 minutes to do something for these lovely people who had come that day. And I just began to, I really, I said, Jesus, what do you want us to do? And I remembered that he was, the whole time I was practicing, because it takes me a lot of practice to do stuff like that, I just kept hearing the word healing healing. And I'm thinking, I don't have a healing song. Should I change my songs? What should they do? I?" I I was a little bit confused, and I just said, well, Lord, you just have to show me. And so here we are, can't play my flute, got 30 minutes, and I heard the word healing, Karen. Healing. So I shared that same testimony, that it's a bridge, it's faith that builds that bridge or whatever it is that we need, whatever precious promise that that God has given us through Jesus to cross over from the spirit realm into the physical. And we prayed, like we're about to pray now. And two people came up with tears. One woman saying, I was on my way to emergency. I have been battling knee pain for so long. She goes, look. I can move it and there's no pain. And there were other testimonies as well. Someone with a back that had been healed, another person with a knee. And you know what? It had nothing to do with me, it's pointing us to the truth. That God is always trying to get good things to us. Are we positioned to receive? Do you believe that this is for you? Do you know that God has these things waiting for you with your name on it? And if, we, if we, we're not just going to talk about healing, but I guess it's one of the things that is like the, 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 the biggest test. Because if pain doesn't leave, then what are we going to do after we've prayed? Well, I can tell you. Keep standing on the word of God. Receive it with the eye of your faith. Don't lose faith because you don't see something happen immediately. But just receive it, believe it, and know that you have already been given every spiritual blessing. So, Hebrews 11.1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. And I want to read this to you in the Amplified. All right. It says, now faith is the assurance. And it's actually the confirmation, the title deed. Faith is the title deed. If you bought a house and you received the title deed, you own it whether you see it or not whether you're standing in your house or not it's yours because you've got the title with your name on it and that's what faith says i believe that that thing and for me it was my knee had my name on it i was a title deed holder of the things that we hope for you know hope is really important Um, it's the things that we hope for that the faith can be built upon. And why do you think the devil is always after your hope? If he can get you in a place of hopelessness and discouragement, then there's nothing upon which our faith can be built. And so you better hang on to your hope. And it says, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of the reality. When I looked at my knee in the physical realm, it was... Or it probably needed surgery it was not good I wasn't going anywhere on that knee but what I could not see until my faith perceived as real fact what is not revealed to the senses you know we can get stuck in our senses and say it's never going to happen it's never going to work it's always going to hurt and that's another lie of the devil and so you have to look beyond your senses and use your faith sense and say i'm going to see with the eyes of my faith and not with the eyes of my head and i do believe we know that god's word always works amen all right so we hold the title deed and god gives us permission to call those things that be not just as though they already were that's found in romans 4:17 what do you need What has God promised you that you need to see manifest in your life, in your body? Anywhere there's lack, distress, weakness, it's waiting for you in the spirit realm. Are you ready to receive? Let's go there. We're going to go and just ask that God would reveal to us a picture of what that looks like so father god we just right now we come before you we live in this physical realm we have symptoms we we feel things we see things and we can't always get past that physical realm but father thank you that our eyes have been opened that we can see clearly And so, Father God, thank you that through Jesus, you have already provided every spiritual blessing. So when you open the eyes of your heart, see that thing in the spirit realm, it's got your name on it. It might be healing. It might be peace. It might be lack that you're experiencing. The answer is there. The provision is there. And so, Father, we just release faith and receive the finished work you did not die in vain so father for any person here who has prayed and not seen an answer first of all I thank you that we can call you faithful you're not withholding any good thing so we start there. You're faithful. You're good. You're always trying to get good things to us. Position us to receive. So if you need healing in your body, sometimes it's discouraging when it's been a long but I think it's very significant in the word that when Jesus healed, many times when Jesus healed, we find out how long that person had been sick, blind from birth, lame from birth, a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years. And I think that's so significant. I believe what we should take away from that is that it is never too late for your healing. It is not. so we boldly claim what you have provided and that you say is ours we see it we believe it and we receive it pain you have to go in Jesus name I receive pain free living somebody needs a new spine it's got your name on it thank you Jesus there's nothing too hard for you Lord What else do you want to say to us, Lord? (laughs) Knees, yes. God wants to heal allergies. That's not life and death. He doesn't want you to live with that for the rest of your life. It's got your name on it. Just receive it. See it, believe it, receive it. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for the reality of your word, that it is true, and it is truth. And as we embrace truth, I pray that every person here would walk out the reality of what they just received I thank you that things become manifest in our lives in our bodies thank you for changing our thinking and helping us to see in a new way with the eye of our faith to create the bridge to receive all of your precious promises that are yes and amen